Hey, hey, and welcome to Marketing Against the Green, your podcast for all things growth and entrepreneurship. I am your co-host, Kip Bodner. I am joined, as always, by my fun and fearless co-host, Kieran Flanagan. Kieran, what is up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. My energy is low today, so I'm glad we're talking about a high-energy topic because I need yes. to be brought back up. I need <laughs> yes. to be brought back up. So what are we talking about, everybody? We are talking about NFTs. What? NFTs, NFTs, the future of the platform, how it's going to impact marketing and business in in the NFT and and Web3 world. And for this conversation, we wanted to bring in a very special guest. Today, we have Katie Chen, who is somebody I got introduced to a few months ago. And Katie and I hung out, we talked, and I was like, oh, wow, we see the world in a very similar way. And we see the short-term problems that are happening in the NFT space, but also the long-term potential of the technology, how it's going to impact businesses. And Katie also is an amazing design expert and leader, worked at Airbnb, Slack, some of the best design-focused companies out there. So she brings the, not only the NFT background, but the design, the aesthetics, and the importance of all of that into the, how we think about incorporating this technology into our marketing and into our businesses. So Katie, with that long intro, welcome, welcome to Marketing Against the Grain. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Kip and Karen. Very happy to be here. You and I are just going to single-handedly bring Kieran's energy up. I need it. It's what we're going to do today. Let's do it. <laughs> we're about to have more fun in the next 30 minutes than anybody's had all week. There is no secret formula for scaling customer support and boosting customer satisfaction. But there is the all-new HubSpot Service Hub, bringing service and support together in one platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with AI-powered help desk, all so you can keep customers happy. Secrets out. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. Okay, so Katie, you are the founder of Kairos, which is a platform that helps companies, basically companies and individuals sell NFTs, similar like how Shopify helps companies sell goods, for example, right? And so you are intimately in this space. Before we get into a whole host of things, I would love the insider's perspective, but what are the top misconceptions around NFTs? Like, what do people get wrong when they think about this technology? Because I think people think of CryptoPunks and board Apes and a few things, but like, what is what do they really need to understand? I think the biggest misconception is to see it as a speculative trading asset of some kind. Ooh, I like where this is going already. And that is the big misconception. And that has been sort of popularized around, you know, just our cultural conversation quite a bit. And we're missing the point on the fundamental technology and how it can be leveraged. I think we've seen one way of how it could be leveraged. And there are a bunch of different possibilities ahead of us. Isn't one of the problems with crypto in general that it feels like speculators have some way taken over the technology? Like NFT is, for the most part, great technology, but has been used primarily for speculation in the same way a lot of crypto has. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't feel like it's just a misconception. It feels like that is actually what people are, for the most part, spending their time doing is speculating the coins, speculating NFTs, and everyone is somewhat missing the kind of like core technology. Or do you think that people are not speculating on these assets? Like they actually are using them in a more meaningful way. There's better use cases than speculation, but it's just not as publicized. Like we don't see the publicity around the use cases outside of speculation. One of the things that we're seeing here, I think, is people sort of jumping the gun in terms of the value. If we look at normally how we speculate trading of, let's say, stocks, 
It's somewhat speculative, but there is discipline, there is information, there's clarity on the value of which companies and projects are delivering. Whereas in crypto, it is speculative because it's yet to be proven. And hence that speculative drive is more at the forefront of the conversation. So I want to talk a little bit about the future, because I think the three of us agree that speculation was the first wave of this NFT popularity and technology and consumerization of this technology. But what is next? Like, how do we get to actual real use cases? And most importantly, for everybody listening, we've got business business leaders, marketers who are like, I don't know what to do with all this. Like, do I even need to care about it? Like, can we have a discussion for a minute around like, what we think the future use cases and potential here actually are? And are you seeing anything really cool happening? When I think about the future, it's infinite, but we need to get through a couple of things before we can, we can get there. The first thing is, I don't think people care about technology. Yes. They care about the story that demonstrates its value and how it connects with their lives. Right now, it's, we, we see it in, in, in popular sort of in on the news and in the listicles or whatever it is. It's just kind of like, isn't this ridiculous? And I think the future is going to be more down to how do we get something in people's hands where at that point, it might just be a token of appreciation. And it's only through as a company grows or as a brand grows, or as a creator grows and, and establish themselves that that token of appreciation or token of attendance becomes valuable. If we think about it, most companies are built that way. They don't sort of burst out in the scene and immediately you're like, yep, I love wearing their t-shirt on my, what love wearing their t-shirt. I have everything branded that company. You don't know who they are. There's no reason to, to be there. And in crypto, well, in NFT, what we've seen is that's been kind of like flipped around. And I think we're going to, we're going to correct the future to more of what human beings throughout time have built value in their heads and also how they relate to brands and creators. Just to maybe dig into the practicalities, because I know we have a lot of people trying to figure out what are the practical use cases of NFTs? What should I really be thoughtful about in the future as I'm building my business, as I'm building my marketing plan? Mm -hmm. Is that kind of like NFTs as perks? Like, you know, how do I how do I truly monetize my hundred wheel fans, my thousand wheel fans, and I build NFTs, you know, have NFTs for certain perks, they unlock certain things like somewhat like Gary Vee had done. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot, right? I, you know, dug into the Gary mm-hmm. Vee and all of, all of the things they do. I'm curious, like what we think is additive in, in NFTs versus me just being able to do that in a traditional, you know, web tour. I can give perks, I can give different membership levels based on what you pay. And I, I keep coming back to the benefit is the fact that you can trade the NFT, like it creates liquidity for things that did not used to have liquidity. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those swag, those perks, everything you get from those brands, you now have a liquid market for it where previously you did not have like a liquid market for that. I think it comes down to like, are you a big giant company brand or are you an individual creator with your audience? Because what NFT and how you can leverage it is quite different. And I think the misconception is also like, there's one way to do NFTs that's going to make sense for everybody. And I think, you know, I have this workshop that I've been giving. What's really important is who are you? Who are you as a creator, as a company, as a brand? And what is the value you're delivering to your audience right now and in the future? And so a person like Gary Vee versus, let's say, MBA, their approach is going to be very different about how they leverage NFTs in terms of building their, their brand story. And then also in terms of like what it means to have market for trading 
these NFTs that they have. And so it's two very different scales, but also two very, very different, not, I wouldn't say audiences, but just like the attitude of what they hold to be valuable. And so I'll raise it. You guys have been asking for use cases. So I'll just go there. Yeah, let's do this. There's one that we've seen, which is kind of like companies that be forced in the, into this without realizing like Boy Apes for me is an example of really cool art, buildings, a lot of hype around it. They raise a ton of money and then they realize, wait a minute, people that hold these NFTs want us to deliver value because they don't want what they just bought for a lot of money to go down. And as more influential people buy into it, they feel a sense of, we got to operate from a project to be in a company. We got to have a process to deliver. And then they start operating like one. So that's one use case to, to fundraise. If you, if that's something in, that's on the cards and, and you're willing to spend the time to really build that brand. The, the other one I can think of is the way revenue sharing works. We've seen traditionally, it's a one-way street. I start a company or a product and I'm just yelling at customers to give me their money because I'm worth paying for. They, they get value by having a thing at home or, or a service they like, and, and that's it. That's the end of the story. With NFTs, that relationship continues. And unlike emails where I'm just like blasting them, they are holding on to something that they could almost say, all right, I pay for this. I pay for this thing. And I believe in this company and I'm going to hold on to it and see what happens. And as people collect around like what that brand is doing, companies have to decide, like all creators have to decide, like I want to revenue share. And that's a really different way of building a business to what it is now. Because if you want to get funding, you have to go to an investment, go to a bank, get out loan. But with revenue sharing, you can say, as I succeed, so does my audiences have support me over time. That fundamentally changes a lot of the dynamics we have today. It also feels like as you build something as a creator, you are not building things from scratch. You have people that want you to succeed and you are revenue sharing with them. So you can actually pull in that network of people that hold your token and say, hey, I need help on certain things. I need promo. I need you guys to give me ideas. I need you guys to promote me. They will because they're like, I, I hold this thing. And when you succeed, I also succeed. I get paid or I get to be a part of something. And I think one thing that's emerging for me, especially with this, is that we have to see NFTs more of a function of business rather than this thing that stands alone. So thinking through like, okay, I, I want to leverage NFTs. What does that mean? I think a lot of people are putting a lot of thoughts into like, all right, it must be hyped up. Like we've seen it, it must be hyped up. I must have a roadmap. I must have, you know, everything thought out. Therefore, people will be convinced to buy my thing at this high price. On the flip side, I think moving forward, NFTs are going to be a way of like token of appreciation, token of membership. They're going to be these very lightweight, transferable things where people just hold on to and they have a way to access the creator's journey as they build. And that pulls us back to more traditional ways of value building. I always think about like Pokemon cards and baseball cards. When you first acquire them, they're not thousands and thousands of dollars. They're a few dollars back in the day, a few pennies, and you hold on to them. As the players get good and as Pokemon, you know, the nostalgia cycle comes back around, it becomes valuable again. And I think it takes time. It takes time. People want to see more evidence. And I I think for everyone that's out there, think about leveraging NFTs. 
Start thinking about, I want to release this thing to put in people's hands. And I can think about how to use that down the line again and again. So if you think about traditional marketing, let's say we have a marketing budget of, let's say, $200,000 or whatever it is, and you are just paying for views and eyeballs and you're praying that you can, as a marketer, turn that into some sort of brand value, whether it be sales, eyeballs or brand goodwill. That's it. It's, it's done. Once it's out there, it's done. you got to spend more money to get more eyeballs. With NFTs, it's not. People have this thing. And with the oncoming utility that we're, we're starting to hint at is that with that, you have a tethered connection that would disrupt like how emails work today. Because every time you're blasting an email, you're just hoping someone clicks on it and you're just like, please make that sale. But with NFTs, they can plug it in and whatever offer you have is dynamic. It's changeable and people are always connected and you know at what point they actually connected with your brand. Everybody who's listening to the show right now, I want you to take a second and think about the most simple way to think about the, the opportunity. You use the word token and token of appreciation right there. Every business, every marketer uses that word in, in terms of its prospects and its customers. It's like, oh, how, what can I give them as a token appreciation? What can I do there? An NFT is a non-fungible token, right? That, that is what the, what the abbreviation stands for. The simplest way to think about this, if you are thinking about giving your audience or community a token of some kind, an NFT is a digital way of doing that. That is full stop. That that is the simplest level of abstraction I want everybody to understand. There are things that you want to give people and that you do now that are, you know, things that sit on their desks or things that they throw away or t-shirts that get holes in them and, and everything, right? Imagine if this existed in like 1984 and Apple had done a token for the launch of that iconic Super Bowl spot. Like that would be like the coolest thing that like ever happened, right? If they gave 10 of those out to their 10 big customers, those one, they would probably be worth tens of millions of dollars. But like that is incredible to me. And that is what we're talking about. when We're talking about the future. We're talking about showing appreciation in the short term through digital ways, but through added utility, the growth of your brand, the growth of the nostalgia around the brand, the value of all those things are going to, those tokens of appreciation are going to go from zero to something greater than zero, which rewards the loyalty of the the early members of your community and, and supporters of the brand. That's like apart from revenue sharing, it's apart from everything else, but I think it's an important thing for everybody out there thinking about. It. If you are thinking about how you show appreciation to your audience and communities, NFTs are an important digital way to do that, full stop. Okay, I'm going to play the devil's advocate in this because I think most of the things you both have said have come back to the same thing, which is liquidity and speculation in some form, right? The Board Ape Club, I agree that they're, that they're in this like interesting position where their community want them to do things to keep the price of the, mm -hmm. the Board Apes high, right? So, they're, they're, so they're, they're somewhat, all of these things, somewhat in the speculation game. What I would love to get into actually is the utility part because the part that you said is, hey, Apple sold... 10, F 10 FT spots that you could own these NFTs are, you know, not one for one, but one for 10 that they go with the Super Bowl ad. It's still, I think the core use case there is still liquidity, like, because it's still adding liquidity to something that never used to have liquidity and you're speculating on that going up over time. Let me talk a little bit about utility and, and, and everything else. And I'm going to use this through the lens of HubSpot because this is what I'm in charge of and can actually talk more credibly to it. So you know what I see occasionally on LinkedIn and Twitter and, and, and Instagram are pictures from longtime partners or employees of 
their HubSpot swag all laid out on the bed, right? It's like these 30 different t-shirt designs. It's a couple hats. It's like, you know, badges from previous year's inbound events. I wish going forward that those things could be digital tokens. Like I wish I had, first of all, I wish I had like digital versions of the designs of all those t-shirts. Like just for me and my nostalgia and everything would be great. Like imagine if you had, you know, certain levels of those like t-shirt NFTs, you got access to certain events or experiences for like our early community members and you really got rewarded. And this is where, you know, Darmesh, our co-founder and some other folks have have really popularized an idea of like non-transferable tokens, right? So like, Kira, you're railing against speculation. The way to end speculation is don't let somebody sell it. Yeah, so they're so, sold by NFTs. Yes, yes. And so if you can't sell your token and you just hold it, then the opportunity for utility, I think, gets much greater. And I think for brands and for marketers out there listening, I think non-transferable NFTs will be a big part of the strategy where it's like you accomplish this task in our academy. Great. Like you have this token that shows that and you get into these special sessions or you get access to this new online course before anybody else. I think part of the challenge with utility this is my hot take, is the transferability of tokens right now as the default feature. I think as, as tokens become you know, non-transferable in some ways, it's going to be easier to deliver the right utility. That is my crazy assertion of all this. If we had our education qualifications and courses that we do, whether throughout our careers, yes. on the blockchain, right. And that say shows up on LinkedIn and everybody can click on it. It's on the blockchain. It's non-transferable. You're like, okay, this person has gone through the training, all the practice, and I trust it. Right? That's like a very practical use case. Right? That should not be transferable. But on the other hand, I, I do think that certain things have to be transferable. It really comes down to what the, the brand does, right? Like the use case I can think of is like Coachella released these like lifetime tickets and they're expensive and you buy it, you can go to Coachella for forever as long as you hold that token. But let's say you're tapped out. You don't want to party anymore. <laughs> you want to be able to transfer that even though it's valuable, right? Like I think there's a case for that. Now, we, we, I want to talk about like utility of this. You said like to offer these perks. One of the things to think about is NFTs are kind of like these anonymous single sign-ons. Yes, I like this utility. This is where this is what I was going to talk about. I love this. Please, let's go, Katie. Yeah. So I hold this. Right. Let's say let's take the the Steve Jobs example, right? I'm at that release. I'm part of people that's like I back this out. It's pretty cool. And let's say like they release ten thousand, right? Instead of ten. Sure. I mean, 10 would be amazing, but let's say 10,000 because I'm like, I, I'm a giant fan. And it says a couple of things. I was there in 1984 when this happened, the 1984 ad was made. I was part of the launch event. I have like maybe purchased a computer at that point as well. Fast forward five or 10 years at a time, let's imagine NFT exists then. I could plug that in and say, oh, new computers are coming out. They know I'm a huge fan. Can they potentially show me prototypes? Can they get me in? Like I plug this token in, let's say a website or something, and suddenly I'm interacting with like what Apple could be building. 
and they can yes. hype me up. I mean, they're really good at building hype, but like there's this way of connecting and for them to know who I am and at what point did I connect with the brand and they can build experiences with me. And similarly, I, right. if I go back to the school example, imagine how alumni networks would be powered. You have this token that shows what year you graduated. And instead of these databases where like schools have to like hire other companies, like build websites for signups and stuff, you just plug this token into as the school, you would take the contract of the, of the year that you want to hold these alumni networks, plug it in and be like, all right, go forth. And you guys can all get in touch with each other because you're all on the same contract. If you guys want to message each other, it's valid because you got to hold this token in order to talk to each other. You can power fundraising events. You can power a Slack network and plug in other software. This like single sign-on possibility to connect not only, you know, the creator or the school with people, but also with each other to do something. Right. And we've seen this with a lot of schools, alumni groups that have come out to do like investment groups together or travel groups together. And like the inherent community connection would be more direct and practical than I think, you know, if I use the analogy of just like Facebook updating each other and just constantly looking at stuff, but not really action things. Yeah. I think one of the things that I'm most excited by is wallet being your your entry point to whatever version of the internet gets built around Web3 you call that like anonymous single sign-on. And I think the cool thing is it can be as anonymous or unanonymous as you choose, mm -hmm. right? And you can choose the thing that you can divulge to that website based upon what experience you want to have. To your point, if I'm that Apple user and I log into my Apple account on the Apple website, I probably want to connect my Apple NFT because I want it to show me the things based upon my previous historical, you know, history of buying products or collecting these NFTs. So I think there is like real a utility. I'm someone who's lost my birth cert five times. Yes. Right? <laughs> also not, su not surprising at all. If somebody asked me, who do you know who's lost their birth certificate the most? I've been like, Here. it wouldn't even take <laughs> yeah. a second. I don't know where any of my documents are. Literally, like they're pieces of paper. It's so dumb that people send me bits of paper that I meant to keep hold of for years <laughs> to come. Like, here's a piece of paper. Don't lose it. I'm going to lose it straight away. I'm going to throw it like in the bin or something. I think that, you know, the more people can talk in terms of utility, like we don't have Gary Vee coming out of LinkedIn and saying, all airplane tickets. I don't know if you saw that. All airplane tickets should have like an artist attached to them and they should be one of one and people can buy and trade the airline tickets after you've used them. Did you guys see that? I mean, post? I would love it. Can you imagine like inaugural flights for certain <laughs> aircraft that comes out? I'm one of those people who's like, oh my God, it's an A320. Like you would you would buy one of those? Yeah. Because it's so cool. Like, oh, this is like this version of 747. Or like it's just really cool. Or like one of those like pride flights that go to Mardi Gras in Sydney, like from LA. And you you want that. And you know, people are like, are these just images? I'm like, no, think of them as album covers. Like, mm. of course you want it to be attractive. You want it to represent, like to evoke a mood or whatever it is. But what's behind it, the value can be from the creator to you, but it's also something that you define for yourself, mm. right? And I'm saying this in like a very like emotional, but it's true. When we think about marketing, people don't go like, yes, it's useful. It's the way you make people feel. And so if we go back to like, you know, 1984 ad, Apple ad person. Imagine if you were an Apple marketer and you know this person is from there. What other stories can you tell? How do you pull, tell, be like, this was the person so early on, they're still around, they're still a big fan. Like, what stories can you tell through the evolution of Apple and impact on humanity? Like, you can actually get to a person because of this anonymous 
sign-on token thing. And I think about how brands can leverage that continual relationship throughout time as they grow, right? Every time they have a new feature, they know somebody that signed up at some point and they're like, hey, are you guys interested to help, how to help us? And the way to pull people in instead of blasting emails, hoping they would click on a button is changing. They know the token they hold is useful. They can plug it in somewhere and it can get them to something rather than just waiting for something to, to land up in an inbox. Okay, I've got a few things to react to here. I love the album cover analogy metaphor. Let's let's talk about this a little bit because I think it's important for everybody listening to actually understand this this topic. First of all, I'm old. <laughs> Second of all, I remember having CDs. When uh, the, the first time I got the Nirvana in Utero CD and you opened up that album cover, it wasn't, it, it, it was a book and that book had stories and lyrics and photos and all of those things in there. And that's utility in this metaphor, right? Like that was actual real utility. And then the thing is, because Spotify didn't exist, you would go take that CD to like your friend's house and they'd be like, whoa, you have the new Nirvana CD? Like you're amazing. Right. And that is like the ownership of, of that really mattered. And we lost that all with Napster and Spotify and everything else. Like music became commoditized. What we're actually saying here is that we're going to we're going to get back all the things we had in the physical world on the digital world. Like the digital world, we commoditized and got rid of a lot of the things we loved in the physical world that we're now going to get back. And the way we're going to get that back is through token-based technologies and things like things like NFTs. That's point one. Point two here is if you are a brand, if you're a marketer of your business owner, and you're thinking about this, think about this as like NFTs are like backwards compatible life and community for you. Right. So it's like if you if you have something that's an NFT, whether it's your invoice that you're giving your customers, like a piece of swag, whatever that is, like you can once that exists in the world, you can go back and offer access and utility and value in a way you can't if it doesn't exist. Right. Right now, all the shit we're doing is just like giving people a bunch of free stuff that gets thrown in landfills that has no backwards compatibility to it. Understanding that you can now build like this awesome backwards compatibility of your community, I think is a really big underrated thing that most businesses and, and, and creators aren't yet thinking about. But I think it's going to be super important. And that's coming up for us. You know, like we're thinking about you know, instead of everybody starting a, a collection and then realizing they have to turn into a company, hire a team, whatever, why not have people plug and play the utility that makes sense for them? You can flick on like if you want a voting, sure. If you want to be able to message each other, because we hear the word utility a lot. The backwards compatibility kip is, is such a great point. And it's a moment in time. Mm -hmm. Like it's a moment in time that you can pull forward and re-engage. It's a moment in time that you can say you were there. And we, we need feedback or we want your take on like the latest color schemes because you, you, you love our brand. And that's why utility-wise, there's just so much to be built. And I think as people, you know, brands release NFTs, they are going to be looking for companies to provide that utility instead of having to spin up a product team themselves. Yeah, I, I, want, I want to double down on this. I, like this is going to be, this is my hot take for this episode, which is the cloud and the move to the cloud destroyed ownership and identity for humans. Like that is really what we're talking about. When all music was available to everybody, 
it was really hard to have identity and ownership around that music. Same with when all of our media got moved to streaming services, when all of our technology got moved to the cloud and just we have 500 different logins for all of our different subscription software that we use. We lost ownership and identity there. And if and we can now have a chance to get it back in a new and better way with decentralized technology through NFTs, through tokens, through those ways to have both. Because we don't want to lose the awesome stuff we gained from the cloud and having really democratized access. But to build really vibrant communities, really vibrant brands, I think we need to build back the ownership and identity side that we had before, you know, pre-2000 when the cloud really started to grow and take off. It feels like we have this, you know, first wave of NFTs, right? Crazy numbers. All of these different platforms started like OpenSea and all of these different platforms to like sell NFTs and lar largely driven around the art and the collectibles. And if you look at where we are today, it feels like we're going into this kind of like bear market. OpenSea had this crazy stat that they're down, their volume is down a lot. But I'm wondering what is going to drive the next wave? Right. Like, I wonder what's going to drive the next wave of NFTs. Do we think it's going to be the same thing? Like, I don't think it is. It's, I don't think it's going to be the collectibles and the, the art. I think that will still exist. I don't think that's going to drive the next wave of popularity of NFTs. Do you have any thoughts, Katie, what you think it will be? Yeah, I think the next wave is just incredible, simple access. Like right now, I think the last time I, I looked into this is like, Best case scenario, 1.5 million unique humans in on this planet own NFTs. We have billions of people here. <laughs> it's laughably small. <laughs> laughably yeah. small. The next way would be incredibly easy access. And you, if you want an NFT, you should be able to get it very easily. And part of that is like we're seeing, you know, Ethereum updates, like these production costs with NFTs are hopefully going to come down. The distribution and access, to the, you know, cost to acquire them will, will go down as well, hopefully. But I think brands have a choice to also just like not have it be so expensive, right? Right. And they build with people rather than trying to drive up the hype. And so, yeah, I think future, it's going to be easier, hopefully, to to get NFTs. And that's part of, you know, Kairos' mission. It's, we, we just launched this. You could literally buy an NFT with Apple Pay without having to own a wallet or go on to yeah, oh, wow. so that's coming out. Watch out for that on our Twitter. So that's the one thing. Get access first. And then second, how do we enable people to leverage the fact that their audience, their fans have this token? What do they need? And we're seeing some really interesting use cases already, like it's turning into tickets. I'm also seeing like marketing campaigns starting to integrate them as part of audience activation. So that's just some things coming up. I think it'd be more normalized too. Instead of this like special NFT thing, it's just like, no, it's NFT backed, but there's like other things I'm trying to access here. Right. That's that. Yeah. Like you have things as simple. There's, there's really basic NFTs called POAPs that like, yeah. you know, you can just like have them texted to you and everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think people who are deep in the technology side of things conflate NFTs and wallets. Like mm -hmm. you can have one without the other. Yeah. And I think to have a really great single sign-on experience, like Katie mentioned earlier, you actually need the pro proliferation of NFTs to happen first. That's probably mm -hmm. going to have to happen outside of the current wallet infrastructure because wallets are still mm -hmm. hard and we haven't figured them out for mass scale and mass mass humanity yet. And so I, I agree with you on the access stuff. And I would push it even further to say very lightweight NFTs that exist outside of a core wallet experience. So these are the key points I take away. And I want, to, I want Katie, you and Kieran to, to jump in with anything you think I missed. First of all, think about 
NFTs as non-fungible tokens, if you're a business that can be used anytime you are thinking about a token of appreciation for your customers, your community, your employees, et cetera. The next part of that is this tokenized technology allows us to bring a lot of the ownership and identity from the offline world to the online world. And that is really big long-term. The next thing that comes with it is if the, anytime you issue a token, it makes your brand backwards compatible, right? You, you basically have a group of humans who now have identity and ownership over something that you can rally, you can message, you can give special experiences, you can do so many things with. And the final thing is like, NFTs as we know them today, which is like these kind of 10,000 collections of profile photos that are speculative and people just trying to flip them to make money, isn't the long-term future of NFTs, especially in the B2B and the business world. It is much more about replacing swag, enhancing your your event strategy, all of those things that we're, are going to be how we really use NFTs. What do you guys think? Do you agree with those takeaways for everybody listening? Anything you want to add in? What do you guys think? I think all... Trends start with like something interesting and then it mor morphs into something stupid and then that something stupid crashes and out of the ashes of the dumbness becomes like real utility. And I think the next wave of NFTs will be driven by like utility that we have not thought about. Like it's crazy that people are saying, hey, what are the use cases? We've only just got this, right? We can't think of all the use cases, but there's going to be some amazing things that I think come out in the next couple of years when people don't have to spend all of their time on the speculation part. And I think the speculation part is a drain on the industry at times. And I think it's great to get back to actual building on the core technology and then the utilities. Oh, I love that. We, I got one quick hit question for everyone before we sign off, which is I want to bring it back to art and design and aesthetic. We've got people here who love and appreciate art. I would love for everybody to call out a project or a creator in the current NFT space that you're just like, wow, that's just like really great art. And I'm glad this exists in the world. I'm a big fan of a creator called Behair, Behair Boy, at Behair Boy on Twitter. And that's H-A-R-E, Hair. He is an amazing artist, does physical and digital art. I love his work. And I'm glad that an artist like him can make a real living and be successful in the world today, which I think is pretty freaking awesome. Meredith Schomburg, based out of New York, she I bought one of her NFTs and then she sent me a poster of it. So I now have it on my wall as well. That's that's super cool. Kieran, who, what are you calling out? I'm not as, I'm more like mainstream. Yeah, well, yeah, I was hoping you were going to drop a mainstream project for everybody. I'm going to go X copy because I think his stuff is super cool. The GOAT. He's the greatest of all time in digital I art. I think everyone, know, everyone knows that No, person, I think so. there are probably a ton of people who don't know who X copy is listening to this show. And if you don't know who X copy is, his art is like mind-blowingly amazing. And I hope someday I could so cool. I could have one of his pieces. They're, they're, they're amazing. So some artists to go check out. We gave you the full rundown of NFTs and how they're going to impact your business, your brand, your community long term. And we will see you again very, very soon here on Marketing Against the Grain. Thanks, everyone.